I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeat the Orlando Magic by a score of 113-102. to 102. Uh, in some regards, a huge blow to the tanking movement, unfortunately, for people who want to see the Raptors lose for lottery picks that did not happen tonight. And maybe some people were disappointed in that front because the Raptors did seem like they were giving their best effort towards the tanking effort by resting four starters tonight, okay? You got no Kyle Lowry for the third straight game. Um, you have... No Gary Trent Jr., no OJ Anobi, who was rested, although Nick Nurse said pregame when asked about this that he, he had some swelling in his knee or something. So, okay, I guess they just listed it as rest, but maybe it's knee. Uh, and no no Pascal either, who was on the sideline in a TFC kit. Um, so, a lot of people thought this was going to be a loss. However, these are the Raptors, and these are the Magic. And must I remind you that no matter what happens, the Raptors are going to own the Magic, okay? Uh, it, it's sort of the never-ending revenge of 2019 after DJ Augustine. It's the curse of DJ Augustine, let's call it that. Um, yeah, Raptors swept them last season, and I checked. This is the only team the Raptors have swept in this season. The Raptors, even though they are, generally speaking, having a, having a pretty terrible season, Still found the chance to uh, sweep the Magic, which honestly only feels right. This team is not very good. They're tanking. They made a lot of moves. And, you know, yeah, it was not looking good for the Magic tonight. And, you know, just on paper, I know people were like, well, Raptors missing four starters. You know, they can, you know, they can lose this. No. No, they can't because the Raptors actually have, like, you know, um, like a functional system. Um, the players, you know, some are new for sure, but a lot of them know this, the system, the scheme. And it's basically just comes down to the Raptors can run, like, coherent offense for at least 40 minutes. Uh, the Raptors are going to do well. And really, the, the, the coherent offense tonight, I mean, the first quarter was really bad. Um, you know, the Raptors were stuck on, like, 12 points, like, after the first eight minutes. Uh, Fred came back, he missed a bunch of jumpers, he seemed like he was really rusty, which you could expect after missing seven games due to a hip injury and also a um, suspension for making the piece, Uh, but yeah, you know, it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't to be for people who wanted this to tank because the Raptors just came out and blew the doors off the Magic in that third quarter and they basically just rode that out, I mean, it was a very easy win, a very relaxed win, I don't think any, at any point, you know, there was any stress, um, if you were just rooting for the Raptors to win, I mean, they, they were playing well, and the Magic are just not very good, (laughs) I don't know what to say, I mean, the Magic can, they're rebuilding their rebuild, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I mean, did it look good to you tonight, I mean, I I, know it's not, it's not fair, but, 
I, I, I didn't. I certainly didn't see any pieces today from the Magic that really would get me hyped. Um, the way that Utah Watanabe and Paul Watson would get me hyped. Yeah, I know. Okay, these two guys <laughs> are probably not what you would expect to see on the the headline below, but. I mean, they were awesome. Like, they literally had uh, 51 combined points. That is funny, in a way, because it's just so unexpected. Like, the last time I saw 51 points this unexpectedly was was Terrence Ross, who shout out to Terrence Ross on the Magic, but every time he plays the Raptors, he's he's not very good. Uh, Today, 6 points, minus 15, off the bench. Um, but yeah, I mean, these two guys really carried the way for the Raptors. I thought in the second quarter, you know, that was a lot of Utah. Uh, Utah came in. He actually, him and the bench played really well today. Um, and, and Watson was actually in the starting lineup uh, to, to make up for OG, which was a great call by Nick. But in any case, um, I thought the bench really came in and gave them a huge pickup. Because again, Fred came in, took a bunch of shots, was trying to get his rhythm, could not at all get his rhythm. And just the offense was kind of uh, gummy that way, right? So um, the bench came in and it was a lot more free-flowing. You know, at times there was no point guard out there because Nurse played Flynn and Van Bleet in the starting five. So there wasn't always a point guard on the floor. I guess the closest to that would be DeAndre Bembry, who was also back tonight. And the Raptors just kind of moved the ball around and just like kind of, you know, played their usual offense. And it seemed like Utah decided to take a lot of the shots today. And, you, and it was a great great choice by Utah, who had a career-high 21 points. This uh, shatters his previous career-high of 14, which was set last week against the Bulls. Um, yeah, Utah was awesome. Like, he legitimately awesome. I think he reeled off a stretch of maybe 10 points in the first quarter, maybe 8. But it, it was very fun to watch him because, you know, his first shot of the game, coming out in transition... He's leading the break, and he drives inside and takes, like, a floating bank jumper off the glass with the left, which looked very pretty. It was a very, very nice move. Um, and, yeah, it was, very, it was clear right away that he was going to continue his aggressive mindset of late. Obviously, Nick has really been telling him, yo, be more aggressive, be more aggressive, be more aggressive. Uh, I'm even in the Zoom calls telling you to, like, straight up, why aren't you? Why, why don't you shoot? <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I mean, since, you know, he's 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 shooting them late. I mean, the last three of the last four games, he's had 14 points. He's had 11 points, and today he's got 21 points. That's pretty good. Now, of course, they've also come against some pretty garbage opponents. Cavs, you know, I think the Warriors, and then this one. No, it wasn't the Warriors. The Spurs. It was not a very good performance by the Spurs. So let's be real. But in any case, um, yeah, Utah's taking more shots, and he's he's being more aggressive, and I, and I really like seeing it. And you're starting to see like the skill come out of his game too, right? Because what you're seeing is like you know um, not a lot of people can run down full court and then sort of take like a soft leaning bank shot um, on the move like that. And he was able to hit that. Uh, he was able to drive downhill for an and one. He uh, worked the pick and roll, got into the mid range pull up swish. Um, you know, Raptors like to run um, sets where they like to pitch it around the perimeter, dribble handoff, dribble handoffs. Guys kind of like basically running a circle around the perimeter, and Utah sort of stopped that circle. And uh, he he pulled up for three as well. Um, he just looked awesome. I don't know what else to say. He just looked fantastic. I mean, I'm not saying that this is like what Utah can be like consistently, like 21 points like this, but. Um, you know, he's clearly a player with skill, and I know that his role this season with the Raptors is largely to defend, play that 3 and D role, um, you know, 
And of course, you know, on a team that is more established, you know, he's not necessarily a guy who's going to be taking a lot of shots, but he's a guy with the skill set to shoot. Like, here's the thing. If you did any, like, G League scouting, which I, I don't even mean, it's not even that serious. I don't mean, like, you got to be like Blake Murphy and, like, um, and watch every game or anything like that. But no, if you just, like, search Yuta Watanabe on um, YouTube, you'll, like, you'll see, like, a 40 point game uh, <laughs> of him, you know, last year with Memphis. He was one of the best players in the G League last year. And you could, you know, not everything translates from the G League, but you could tell when a guy has skill or whether he doesn't have skill based on the way he plays. And U2 is a guy with very clear skills. Like, in terms of his scoring, like, mindset, he's not a selfish scorer in the sense that, like, you know, he's not even a dominant scorer, I would say, because he's not going to handle the ball, create all the time. Although he did do a little bit of that today. Um, but he's a guy who has, like, scoring touch. He has scoring ability. He can hit a variety of shots. He could do things. And today we saw that today, which was great. Like, I want to see more of this. Like, part of the end of the season is if the Raptors are going to keep resting guys and basically, like, artificially uh, limit what they can do, well, this is a great opportunity for a lot of the other guys to step up. And I thought Utah has been really taking that chance of late. He played great today. And I think when he is really aggressive and starting to go downhill, like, defense is starting, starting to adjust to him now. Now he's able to create more in terms of he's a good passer as well, very instinctive. So, you know, after he made a three at the start and then drove inside, defense was sort of keying in on him a little bit. And Utah drove inside and then kicked to the corner for a three. Like, you know, good things happen when you're aggressive on offense. And I think that's the part that's been missing. Because I know, we, we all know that defensively, we see Utah play all the time. Like, Nick keeps trusting Utah to, to play these important roles. Like, he uh, put Utah on Zach Levine, you know, when the Raptors lost to the Bulls. And, you know, we saw Utah today guarding Terrence Ross, which, you know, it's just Terrence Ross. But relatively speaking, you know, Terrence Ross is essentially Zach Levine for the Orlando Magic. You know, so, yeah, I mean, his defense plays, he's an unselfish guy, he plays hard, he rebounds, which is nice. And, yeah, it's really just been the offense. And he has more skills. Like I said, I mean, it's very few players in the NBA who are, like, less confident than what their skills say. I feel like it's way more the other way around. But, you know, Utah's been very good. In that front, um, I also thought Paul Watson was fantastic. I mean, he was kind of the story of the game um, <laughs> because, again, man, I got to do – you know, listen, man. Uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while since uh, you, you've been allowed to have a, a regular haircut in, in, in Ontario, so I'm really struggling with my hair at this point. But in any case, um, uh, yeah, Paul Watson was fantastic. And especially in that third quarter, I mean, he had 20 points in that quarter where the Raptors beat the Magic – 38 to 19. That was the quarter where the Raptors completely blew it open. It was kind of close. Um, you know, I didn't, I felt like the Raptors were the better team, but the Magic were doing some decent things going inside. The Raptors really shut down the Magic defensively in the third quarter. Um, and yeah, you know, Paul Watson took care of all the scoring. This guy had eight threes on the night, which is obviously a career high for him. He had 30 points, which is a career high. He had, I think, 24 or 25 last year in the last game of the bubble. Raptors playing Denver. Raptors had clinched their playoff seating. They had rested everybody. They were like, oh, Paul Watson and, and, and Stanley Johnson run the show. And Stanley, I think, had like, yeah, the two of them combined for almost 50 points. That's what I'm trying to say. And, yeah, it was kind of similar to that today, except it was uh, Utah in that Stanley role. Um yeah, Watson, man. It was fantastic shooting night. 10 of 13 from the field. 8 of 11 from 3. Got to the free throw line twice as well. Um, he's, he's he's a guy who, you know, 
I've been excited about in the past. You know, we've heard about, uh, we've heard coaches say that they were excited about him and stuff like that. Um, you know, Ra- Raptors writers like Blake and Kelsey have, have written extensively about Paul's game and things like that. And he was a good, he was a good player at the G League level last year too with the Raptors. But I, th- I don't know. There's sort of been this like lack of pop when you sort of watch him. Like he kind of floats into the background a little bit. Um, maybe a little bit like Utah as well. He's he's a very muted player, but today he he was he was just just solid just throughout. I think maybe the start gave him some confidence. Maybe playing the Magic gave him some confidence, but he he was great in terms of like attack driving uh, you know downhill uh, line drives going to the basket. Uh, he was doing really well and, and getting to the rim. And that was the start of the game. Uh, hit a corner three, and it was sort of like, okay, all right, nice little Paul Watson game. He's going to give you a nice, efficient, like, eight points or something like that. But no, in that third quarter, he just kept getting open. Um, he just kept getting open for threes. I thought Fred did a really good job adjusting his game, where in the first quarter, he was really off, and he wasn't really hitting his shots. And so um, he started adjusting to becoming more, like, playmaking focused instead of the offense being geared to getting him scoring. Uh, and that really helped, especially on a night where other guys were scoring because, you know, Fred was able to drive inside and then kick out. You know, Watson was the beneficiary of a few of those assists. And, yeah, Paul just started getting in his bag, man. I mean, we, we know he's a good shooter, but, like, damn, 8 of 11 is very impressive. Like, at one point, you know, the Raptors started after he got really hot. The Raptors bench was going nuts on every shot, Pascal especially, and that BMO, um, with the BMO on his chest for TFC. Like, he was, he was super hyped. Um, and then after a timeout, the Raptors started running plays specifically for Paul Watson. So, you know, the Raptors would, uh, you know, run the, that sort of dribble handoff action for Paul. They would force feed him almost in a way. The Magic were also really being in on him because, like, they're probably like, yo, we don't want to get cooked by no Paul Watson. But Paul Watson was cooking them. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, you know, there was a possession where T. Ross really tried to pressure him. We know T. Ross is not a great defender. Let's be real, man. You know, it, there was a time in, like, 2013 when we thought T-Ross could be a 3-and-D guy. Turns out he's a 3-and-3 three three guy. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, he, he just takes threes. In any case, T-Ross is really trying to body up on Paul Watson. And Paul Watson hit him up with a crossover, dropped Terrence, made him slip, then uh, took a step back three, switched that as well. And that, I mean, listen, it was wild, man. This guy was really doing well. Um, you know, still getting to the basket occasionally. And then even in the fourth quarter... When the Raptors needed to give Utah a blow, because Utah had played two really long stretches in this game for like at least 10 minutes each in the first half and the second half, Paul Watson came in. It's like three minutes left in the game. You know, he's, he's been sitting on the bench for a while. He's kind of cold, at least you would think. Comes in, <laughs> immediately bangs another three, four, 30 points on that night. So, uh, fantastic outing by both of those two guys. When you get 51 points from them, I mean, that's half of what the Magic scored. <laughs> like, <laughs> Utah and Paul Watson combined for half the amount of points by the other team. That's unbelievable, man. Um, and I'm happy for them. Like, I'm really personally happy for them. Like, again, when when guys are out, like, you just hope people take these opportunities. And I think what we saw from the Raptors earlier this season was when guys were out, n- not a lot of other guys were stepping up. And that, A, led the Raptors to start losing a bunch of these games and sort of falling into a hole, but... I was just disappointed for them personally because I'm like, yo, these are rare chances. How many chances do you get to play in the NBA? How many chances do you get to play extended minutes? How many chances do you get to sort of like showcase what you have because guys are hurt or whatever? And this is an unfortunate situation for the team, but it's a good situation for the players. And it was it was frustrating to me to see them sort of waste these chances. And and now they're starting to take them. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Paul as well. I mean, obviously he had COVID as well, so he you know he talked about it post game. You know, he said. He had like three or four bad days there. 
but he's recovered and 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 yeah you can see why Nick really liked him. Like, I remember, like, a month ago, I remember asking Nick, like, you know, you got a couple of options here in the forwards. What are you going to do? And he's like, no, no, no. The only option is Paul Watson. I was like, oh, okay. And then, of course, he, he went back on that uh, later that game. You know, game, you know, best best laid plans and all that. But, um, yeah, you can see why they're confident in the guy. Like, Paul has scoring touch. Like, when he shoots it, it looks very pretty. It's a very pretty shot. And he has some pretty good north-south um, athleticism. He's able to get to the rim pretty quickly, and he's got good athleticism. So I'm I'm happy with both of those guys. I'm very happy for them personally. In terms of the rest of the team, I thought obviously Fred. I already described that. I think it was just rest. Unfortunately, by the way, his three point streak broke, which is sad. Um, yeah, I, I, I found myself hoping at the end of the game that Fred would just come in for his for his um, his own Derek Martin moment. And if you know what that means, then clearly you're uh, too big of a fan of the Raptors. In any case. Um, yeah, Fred was Fred was rusty, but you know, again, that's to be expected. Um, Malachi was solid. He he keeps missing open shots, which I'm finding to be weird. I don't know, man. It feels like he makes more contested shots than he makes like wide open shots. Like he made a few step inside the the three mid range jumpers. Some of them even contested on the move. You know, and he keeps making tough shots, but he he keeps missing open threes, which is weird. I do think that probably he does need to work a little bit on his shooting, and I think that's a priority for the offseason. Obviously, he's got to get super good off the ball and shooting the ball. He's got to be automatic, especially as a small guard. But I do like the way he's running the show. I think he's he keeps making some pretty good passes. He keeps he, he seems to be much more comfortable growing into the offense now. Uh, you know, he's making the right reads, and he's not turning the ball over, which is great because you know he's up to three point five assists per turnover. Um, in his assist to turnover ratio on the season, which is pretty damn good for a rookie. And I th- what's what's been interesting is that even with his his usage coming up, because obviously early in the season, whatever, right, he was mostly like getting spot minutes, you know, not the same. Now, the last few games, he's been like the only guard, like literally last night, last game against the Spurs, he's the only guard. He's playing starters minutes, playing 30 plus minutes, sometimes 40 minutes. And he's being relied on to, like, create shots. And you would think, okay, when that pressure comes on to you, um, are you still going to be able to produce? Are you still going to be able to be efficient? And he is efficient with his passing. Like, he just is. Like, his efficiency is starting to rise. Today, he had eight assists, only one turnover. And that one turnover was him just trying to throw a lob to show off Paul Watson at the end of the game because Paul was having such a great game. And that lob pass was nowhere near, <laughs> like, there to, like, to, um, to, to, to finish. Um, yeah, it, it was like an Aaron Baines hook shot. It landed three feet short of the rim. And so, um, you know, that was the one turnover. And he would have got another turnover at the end of the game, you know, just dribbling out the clock. But uh, he, he dished it to Utah. <laughs> Utah was confused. He's like, come on, man. You really going to do this to me? But in any case, yeah, Malachi's, um, his assist to turnover is quite good. Uh, he's up to like 80-something assists on the season and like 24 turnovers. Like, that's that's pretty good. So I'm happy with that front, and I like this this defense today. Like literally, the first possession of the game, Cole Cole Anthony tried to dribble on the on the sideline, just trying to get the, the magic into the offense, and Flynn pressured him into turning the ball over out of bounds, which was great. Um, and Flynn keeps making stops that way. Um, in terms of your front court, so I've really I'm really liking what Ken Burch is bringing. I really enjoy his defense today. He had three blocks and a steal, uh, changed multiple shots as well, and I think it's just like. So the Raptors have just not had, like, 
the basics at center all season. Whether they're playing small, which is just, you know, whatever. But, like, now they don't really have to compromise. Like, so Birch is going to be in position. He's not going to give up position the way Boucher does. He doesn't really foul like Boucher does. Um, But he's also able to jump and block, which is something that Baines hasn't been able to do. People are just looking at Baines and just scoring over him like he's like like a cardboard cutout with a beard. And, like... The fact that Birch can just jump and contest shots has been so massive. Because he actually is pretty athletic. Um, he's not like jump off the page athletic, but he's pretty athletic. He's in good position all the time. And he just straight up changes shots. Like, people were trying to... Th- like, even the shots that he was blocking, guys were trying to throw up little floaters over him and stuff. And, like, if it was another player, they would just go through him. Like, if it's if it's Boucher, they would just go through him. Or they would give him a pump fake, lean into the contact, get the and one to fall. But they would go through him because he's skinny. Or with Baines, they would just go above him because they know he can't jump. Um, you know, Birch has been very, very good. And I, I'm really impressed with this defense. Raptors have also been much more solid defensively. Offensively, you know, I mean, he, he, he had like a driving crossover pull-up jumper. And I was like, oh my god, what is that? But then he just like went back to being Ken Birch after that. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But I do like that Birch seems to have found some chemistry on the roll with guys. And I think some of the guys know what he can do now because... Um, in the third quarter there, Van Vliet connected with Birch three times. Uh, two times, just a short bounce pass in the pocket for Birch to go to the basket and finish. I think one time he dunked it too, which is nice. And then another time he he, he found um, Birch rolling and Birch got fouled for two free throws. He, he split the pair. Um, but that's, I, I know these are very basic things, but like that's these are things that have been missing from the Raptors game. Um you know, and the other night we saw the same thing with, with Malachi or with OG working pick and roll with Birch throwing two pocket passes, Birch finishing those as well. Um, it seems like guys are like, "Yo, wow, there's a there's a guy who goes to the rim who can catch a pass, maybe even in tight quarters, and he's decently athletic to finish it." And it's been great to watch. So I'm very happy with Ken Birch. Um, I think this is Ken Birch is a classic example of like, don't look at the box score specifically um, because it's not going to tell you everything about his game. Uh, he's when you watch it, the defense feels a lot more solid. I feel a lot more confident in the Raptors being able to get stops. Um, I like Boucher at the power forward as well. Uh, today he had 11 points, got to the free throw line five times, including a very bad close up by Cole Anthony. Bailout, to be honest, a Chris Boucher esque foul uh, versus Chris, where it was like a second left. Chris was just trying to throw up a heave to beat the shot clock, and he got fouled on a three. Uh, but yeah, Nick likes his defense a lot more at the. Um, at the at the four and and I thought Boucher got cooked a few times by um, Chuma Okiki, but like on the whole, I thought Boucher played well. You know, helped side defense with the blocks, rebounded well. The Raptors rebounded well tonight as a team. They beat they out rebounded the other team again tonight, which is been great. Since the Raptors got centers, they start rebounding the ball, which you know, surprise surprise, but rebounding is very important. Um, having possessions is a very very big part of pretty much all sports, man. I don't want to sound like Pep Guardiola, but like. Yeah, you need possession to win. Uh, I'm not trying to see no Mourinho Raptors. But in any case, um, yeah, Raptors, I mean, Boucher played well. Freddie Gillespie played well as well. I mean, he, he seems to be really big, so he's just, he's patient in the post. When he gets the ball down there, he'll just, like, wait, pivot, sometimes travel, although it wasn't called today, but he'll just pivot in the post and just go up for the little soft hook. He's... um yeah, he's just, you know, obviously he's not creating any offense for himself. It's mostly dump off passes, but he's productive. 10.7 rebounds, you know, and a very solid 22 minutes. Stanley hit a bunch of threes, which is nice. 
and he was active defensively as well, two steals, a block. Uh, I like what he does a lot. He's, I think he puts a lot on the table. He just also takes stuff off the table a lot too, which is something that I think is promising. Like I, I do think that if you can get Stanley to cut out his mistakes, he'll be a lot more useful. Of course, you could say this about any other player in the NBA, but in any case, um, with a guy like Stanley, I think he's actually making an impact defensively. Uh, I do think that him pressuring the ball and stuff like that is, is useful, but there's just things that he's got to stop doing. Like, stop picking up the ball and just, like, charging to the rim. With, with You know, it's just like sometimes the angle's not there. And, like, a lot of the times, like, it's just a wild pass or a wild shot or a wild turnover or a wild foul. Like, it, it just, I don't know, man. Running hard is not a move. Like, it just isn't. Um, and he seems to be making mistakes on that front. But I do think he's he bringing things defensively. And that three-point shot, I mean, low-key, Stanley's... Shooting about league about above or about league average this season, which is pretty good because he hasn't really done that in his career yet. So, Ronnie, I don't know. He just takes shots and doesn't really do much defense. To be honest, I'm not that impressed by Ronnie. Quite honestly, I think uh, if Utah's get willing to actually take shots or Paul Watson, you know, willing to take shots, I'd probably give them the chance, the, the opportunity over Rodney. Maybe in the half court setting, Rodney can create a little bit better, but he kind of just like gets the mid-range and takes a weird shot and doesn't really go in that much. I don't know. I haven't really been that impressed by Rodney. But in any case, the Raptors get the win. How people are upset <laughs> because they wanted the tank. Listen, man, the Raptors put the Nets after this. Okay, KD's back. Um, which, you know, what else? Uh, yeah, and then they got this, like, Western Conference road trip coming up, man. They're going to play the Lakers. Uh, they're going to play the Clippers. They haven't played the Clippers yet all season. Play the Jazz again. Play the Nuggets. Like, oh man, don't worry. The Raptors are gonna rack up some losses. So if you're if you're a fan of the tanking or whatever, like, you know, just don't stress it. Look in the bigger picture, okay? Um, but in any case, they beat the Magic. The Magic are legitimately woeful. And um, yeah, my favorite. I mean, honestly, man, <laughs> the Magic are just a hilarious franchise. I don't know if people really pay attention to them. I mean, I know people don't pay attention to them. Um, you know, but. Like, they're just a hilarious franchise. They they do things that are very funny. Like, when the Raptors, um, when they when they hired Jeff Weltman away from the Raptors, and they promoted him, too. They, they For some reason, the Raptors got a second-round pick. <laughs> like, why would you give up a second-round pick for an executive that you're promoting from another organization? Like, you know, you know Raptors didn't get a second-round pick for Chris Finch or anything like that. Or, or, or the wildest thing, actually, is um, look up Orlando Magic Whiteboard. Uh, they were signing, uh, shout out my guy Sahal for, for bringing this up recently, but, um, yeah, they were signing this random Argentinian forward, um, what's his name? Patricio, Patricio Garcino or something like that. I forget. I'm sorry. Patricio Gar- Yeah. Anyway, they were signing some random like Argentinian forward. This is like three, four years ago. And they took a picture of him signing the uh, the papers, which, okay, maybe you're trying to build hype, trying to get, like, five retweets on um, Argentinian Twitter, okay. Um, but in the process of taking this picture of him in his office, they had this whiteboard in the background where they had, like, they, they literally had a whiteboard and they wrote down in the whiteboard, like, all the players that they wanted, like, um, like players available for trade, players that, they, you know, you know what trades might be possible. Like, they literally had their strategy on a whiteboard in the background. Like, it was just, like, your average, like, TA in a university or something like that, and they just tweeted it out, which is wild. <laughs> and anyway, the, the executive got fired, Rob Hennigan, and now uh, Wal- Walman came in, and maybe they're better, maybe they're not. But yeah, that's uh, the Magic are just a funny team. Plus, they actually drafted Mo Bamba off a song, which is 
unbelievable, bro. Like that's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. In any case, um, this is not a magic slander pod. Although every magic pod is a slander pod. In any case, your three stars from tonight's game. Um, our first star is gonna go to Paul Watson, man. Thirty points, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, but none of that matters. Ten of thirteen shooting, eight of eleven from three, two of two from the free throw line in twenty six minutes. Outstanding shooting performance on Paul Watson who barely cracked a smile during all of it. And apparently the locker room had a nice little celebration for him. That'd be great. Look forward to seeing Open Gym next week to uh, to, to get the behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, but yeah, Paul, fantastic game, career high. Very happy for him. And um, yeah, we'll see I mean, how many opportunities he has. But yeah, <laughs> the way the Raptors are right now, some of the guys are tired, man. They're... they're uh, they're trust fatigue, and um, they're they're really gonna have to uh, take some time off. So Paul might have to step in and hit eight threes here or there. But he was fantastic tonight. Second star, Utah Watanabe, twenty one points, six rebounds, two assists, a block, seven of eleven from the field, two of four from three, five of five from the free throw line. Awesome. I just like the variety of ways that he scored. Not, not to put down Paul Watson in any way. Of course, he was had a fantastic game, but like it wasn't just a guy getting hot. Like Utah had to create a lot of these shots. Like he he was. You know, creating off the dribble, creating off the bounce, in transition, you know, off the catch, in the corner, hitting the three, coming off the pick and roll. Like, he was doing a lot of good stuff, man. Utah was, you know, I mean, it's eye-opening. It really is. Plus, he was very good defensively. Only thing I would say is he did seem a little bit gassed after playing, like, I don't know, 15 straight minutes in the first half. And Nick had to take him out. Um, But, yeah, Utah played uh, fantastic. and, And I love players who... Leave it all on the floor, so to speak. And then your third star, I'm giving that to Ken Birch. 7.6 rebounds, uh, a steal, three blocks. I just thought his defense was really good. Um, I know he made some comments about him being put in a box in Orlando. I mean, realistically, I mean, players like, players like that are going to be boxed in. But in any case, it's not like we, 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 we got Bam out of bio or anything like that. But, you know, Birch is a guy who's very good. In terms of just, like, relative to what the Raptors have had at center, he is very, very good. He can do a lot of center things, like rebound the basketball, play sound defense, and finish on the pick and roll, which, man, it's been a long year. But, yeah, we uh, we deserve this. We really do. Thanks to your Gerald Henderson Award winner. Um, that's got to go to Dwayne Bacon, who I feel like cooks the Raptors on a fairly consistent basis. Obviously, he, um, he used to play in Charlotte and, you know, yeah. He was not bad in Charlotte, I feel like. I don't know. I, I like Dwayne Bacon. In any case, 12 points, 3 rebounds, and assists, 6-9 shooting. Um, he just scored on the Raptors quite a bit. And to be honest, not a lot of Magic players did that. So, that does it for the podcast. Thanks for, for listening. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter, I really have to question um, how much you are a fan of the brand. Because, like, you, you, you need to subscribe to that newsletter. I'm dropping a link to the podcast description um, just type your email in there and you're going to get great things after every game. You're going to get, you know, 10 things in your inbox. Uh, it's going to have a post game reaction from the players. It's going to have highlights from the game. It's going to have a link to this podcast for you to watch it again, preferably on a different medium to, so I can buff up my stats. Um, you get the mailbag and you get three takeaways. It's a lot of great stuff. And you're going to get a meme on top of all that. So subscribe to the, the, the rapid reaction, um, newsletter and yeah watch run it back we uh me and alex you know debunked some hot takes from raptor fans including i don't know man including some ones i've heard before like oh the raptors you know the jv Ferguson trade was a mistake i mean you know the raptors don't win the championship without mark and the championship is everything I can't believe that one. That, just go back. She didn't watch the just watch the defense of that team, man. And Mark was a huge, 
factor in, the, I don't know, the Magic series, uh, the Sixers series, the Bucks series, even in the Warriors series. I don't know. That, that takes stupid. But also, you know, some other ones, some new ones, like Gary Trent Jr. has a Bradley Bill ceiling, which, you know, I, I love the enthusiasm of fans. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back on Sunday when the Raptors play Brooklyn. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.